Hi, my name is Megan Smalley, and I'm with Recycling Today magazine. Welcome to the Fresh Perspective podcast. I'm here today with Jennifer Jones, who is the second-generation owner of Scrap Central, Inc. in Omaha, Nebraska. The company operates a scrapyard in Omaha, and it provides wire processing services as well as roll-off containers for ferrous and non-ferrous metals. Jennifer has been in her current position for about nine years. She received a bachelor's degree in environmental science from the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. Thanks for coming on the show today, Jennifer. Thanks for having me, Megan. So to start things off, tell me a little bit about Scrap Central and what your role is like at the company. Well, Scrap Central, as you mentioned, is a second-generation metal recycling center in Omaha, Nebraska, that services the general public, commercial and industrial accounts, and we also have a wire chopper to process insulated copper wire. Got it. And when you're not working in the scrap industry, what are some things that you like to do in your spare time? When I'm not working, I love spending time at home with my wife, and we actually have a newborn three-month-old daughter, so she keeps keeps us pretty busy and fills in most of our spare time that we used to have with hanging out with her. But when I do have a little bit of downtime, I love fishing. I've always grown up and fishing and have been a fan of it and lucky enough to live on a lake so I get a fish year round and right now I'm just waiting for the ice to freeze so I can get out and go ice fishing. Got it and congrats on your new daughter so that's really exciting. I also wanted to ask you could you share the story of how the company started and did you grow up in this business? So the company actually started in 2001, and it was started by my mother. At that time, she was a partner in a CPA firm and had a couple clients who had businesses in the recycling industry. And so she saw the potential in the business, and she always grew up with a passion for recycling and the environment. So she really recognized that it would be an emerging industry and decided to invest and open up uh, Scrap Central Inc. So Really, I grew up around the business. I mean, I can remember being 10, 11 years old and helping weigh up canned customers on Saturday afternoons. And uh, as I got a little bit older, I would help pay customers in the office. And then when I was old enough to have a summer job when we weren't in high school, I would work at the yard and help outside and uh, help in the office. So, yeah, we I grew up around the business, fell in love with it, and my mom recognized that I had a natural knack for it, and she thought it'd be a fun business for us to work together someday. Got it. And was it just you and your mom working for the business, or did anybody else in your family get involved? So it was just my mom and I. Um, My dad passed away when I was nine, so my mom and I were always very close after that, and so she just had a vision that it would be a a mother-daughter business one day. Now, you studied environmental studies at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln in college. So when you were in college, did you you have plans to come back to Scrap Central? What were your goals then? So I definitely knew when I was in college that I wanted to come back and join the family business at some point. My mom wanted me to go to college and get my degree first before I would come back and start working with her. But I definitely have always had an entrepreneurial spirit and intended on joining the family business. I, I mean, I've 
remember even at a very young age, I always had some sort of little business, whether it was selling Beanie Babies in the 90s or I even remember collecting pieces of scrap copper pipe and insulated wire from construction sites around the neighborhood. I'd go up and ask the construction workers if they had any scrap copper that I could cash in. And I uh, remember that's back when copper was 50 cents a pound. So I was always very um, entrepreneurial inclined and fascinated by the business. Got it. And you took over the business in 2011. Um, And I believe at that time, and from some other reports that your mom had passed away then. So what was that transition like for you coming into the business that way? And how did you adjust and help the facility to grow since then? Well, it was super tough. Basically, my mom passed away when I was 22. So I had only had six months to work with her after I graduated college. After she passed away, I struggled every day for six months, I'd have to come to work and put on a tough face and then at night come home and cry and wake up the next morning and do the same thing. But eventually my body entered a fight or flight mode and I was just determined to succeed and make my parents proud. So really I just focused all of my time and energy into the business, which I think allowed us to really expand and grow to where we're at today. Got it. And that whole time, were you hoping to continue the business or did you have your doubts for a period at all about it? No, I definitely hoped to continue the business. I basically fell in love with it from day one. We joke in this industry that you get bit by the scrap bug and I definitely was bit and wanted to keep you know, learning and growing as, as a, a leader for my employees and try to really make uh, my mark in the industry. That's awesome. Now, how has the facility grown and changed in the past nine years since you stepped into the role as CEO? The facility has grown a lot. As CEO, I focus on developing talent um, and implementing a strong leadership team, which allowed us to grow so much. Basically, from when I took over the business, I had seven employees, and we were operating on half an acre of land. Back in 2014, we moved to our current location, which is seven acres, all concrete, a beautiful facility with a full-service truck scale, and now we have 36 employees. So I really focused on growing our industrial and commercial business, growing the wire chopping business, and in the last nine years since I've been running the company. We grew our volumes tenfold from when I took over the company. Now, what is it like working in and around the Omaha community? I love being in Omaha. Omaha is a great community with great people and a great workforce. It's really ideal for us. It's centrally located for the wire chopper, so freight works to our benefit. I mean, we we get wire from all over the Midwest. We even get wire shipped up from Texas, clear as far as California and Washington. The other part that's so great about Omaha is that fellow Omahans, they love to support other locally owned and operated family businesses. So it's really allowed our business to grow organically from word of mouth and and referrals in and around the Omaha community. Got it. Now, what are some new things that have 
happened at the company in 2019 or that you're hoping to work on in 2020? 2019 was a really exciting year for us. Um, not only have we continued to, to grow our volumes year over year, but uh, we added a lot of new equipment. And one of the reasons we added so much new equipment was we took over servicing one of the largest steel manufacturers in, in the Midwest. So this new addition of this customer has really helped our business grow, and that further prompted the need for more equipment. So we purchased a uh, new semi-trailer, and we added four open-top scrap trailers, and we also um, added another crane uh, to our equipment fleet. So uh, now now we have three cranes because the cable box was doing so well. We needed a crane solely dedicated to, to feeding the wire on that. So it's, it's been a, a very exciting year for us, and we're looking forward to big things to come in 2020. Got it. Now, what do you see as some challenges facing the recycling industry today, and why would you say those are some of the challenges that have to be overcome? Wow, well, there, there seems to be a lot of challenges these days um, facing our industry. There's ongoing global market disruptions, which have made prices very volatile on both ferrous and non-ferrous materials. The U.S.-China trade war has really impacted our industry with ongoing tariffs on exports, and what we're really seeing is an abundance of material that's getting shipped to domestic homes, um, whereas before the export market was much stronger on a lot of commodities. Now, a lot of material is staying domestic, which you know poses its own challenges just from a pricing standpoint, and what we're seeing with a lot of our homes is that the delivery appointments at these mills are getting booked out so far that uh, you really have to plan ahead, whereas before you could ship material in two weeks, you might have to hold on to it for two months, which poses a space and cash flow issue. Got it. And I know you touched on the fact that ferrous and non-ferrous markets have been a little challenging lately. So how has Scrap Central been working to persevere in the current market conditions? So even despite the the downturn in the markets, we're still doing really well, in my opinion. My mom always taught me from a young age that in this industry, you move with the markets. What gets a lot of people in trouble is greed. They hold, 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 thinking it goes up. And matter of fact, it can go down just as easily as it can go up. So we really try to move with, with the markets. And we also try to be ahead of the trends and have diversified into several different recycling streams. We do um, some electronic recycling. We obviously have our industrial and commercial accounts, which are a good revenue stream, and the wire chopping account. So we've diversified, and that's worked well for us. Got it. And looking to next year, what are some new technologies that you hope to see the industry embrace more? I'd love to see the, the industry move towards more green and environmentally friendly equipment. We're seeing some electric cranes come out. Obviously, there's electric forklifts, but really some of the heavy-duty equipment that has lower emissions. Down the line, I'd love to see alternative energy sources, such as solar panels, to help power our facility, and especially the cable box, since it does require so much electricity. Got it. Uh, has Scrap Central been able to embrace any of those technologies that you mentioned with, like, lower emissions? And if so, how? So all of the 
the new semis we've bought obviously have the best standard for low emissions on those. The solar panels right now are pretty cost prohibitive for us, but down the line, if they were to become less expensive and we felt like they had, could supply enough power, we would definitely look into investing in some solar panels. Got it. Now, where do you see the industry heading in the next couple of years, despite some of these market conditions and with some of the new technologies you're mentioning? I definitely think that we're going to see the industry headed in a direction to deal with a lot of the electronic waste that's coming as technology is increasing so much. A lot of the new technology is getting outdated so quickly. So cell phones, tablets, laptops, computer towers, definitely we'll see the electronics recycling as an emerging industry. And that's part of why um, we do do electronics recycling on a smaller scale as far as the towers and laptops go. But we have made an investment this year actually in a a high-capacity hard drive shredder, which we provide as a service for large-scale commercial customers that want secure and safe data destruction. So we're trying to position ourselves ahead of the curve and to try to keep up with where we think the industry is going to go as well. Got it. And when did Scrap Central first start getting into the electronics recycling? We started buying e-scrap about six or seven years ago. But over the last couple years, we've increased our volumes and have shifted more of a focus towards it. Great. And I know that training the next generation of workers in the industry and recruiting people to this industry is something that a lot of companies struggle with. So I wanted to ask you, what advice would you give to other recyclers about recruiting more people into the industry? You know, and as in any profession, um, you know, finding a good workforce and labor force can be difficult, especially in this industry that is such a niche market. And one way we have found great talents is just showing people that the face of recycling, whether it's male, female, young, or old, we're trying to change that face of recycling or the negative perception as a junkyard really to be state-of-the-art metal recycling facility. So when we look for talent and to recruit talent, we're focusing on the inherent talents and skill set of an individual, um, what he or she may have, and then we assess our company and see if we have a need for that skill set because we can teach scrap, we can teach them about the metals, but it's very hard to teach someone inherent leadership skills or another skill set that maybe required a lot of college training that such as, um, you know, we brought on an electrical engineer onto our staff and he's been a tremendous talent. My vice president of operation, he didn't come from the scrap industry, but he had over 20 years of leadership experience and his skill set and expertise was managing people and looking for efficiencies in a business and coming up with procedures and protocols to make the business run more efficiently. So that approach has worked quite well for us. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show today, Jennifer. Yeah, thanks for having me, Megan. It's been a pleasure.